part of Veritas's community for a long time. Yeah. Been watching him for a long time. And he had a command um, that was uh, exclamation point JK yeah. for Jesse. Because Jesse did, I don't know if you've ever seen this video. Uh, Jesse did a video called Becoming a Legend. If you've never seen it, I recommend you go watch it. Okay. As soon as you, before he takes it down. Because every day, every day that video stays up there and he watches it. He cringes and wants to delete it. So yeah, <laughs> okay. you got to watch it. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today, I have Sealable Bag. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you for coming on. So, the way we uh, start things off is three random questions. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, hardest skate trick that you landed? The one I'm most proud of. How about that? Like, All right. Uh, half cab crook. I don't know how to describe it yeah. to people who don't skate, but half cab crook is probably... The trick that like people are surprised about the most. So yeah, this is the coolest that I can do. Um, Last movie you saw? Last movie I saw, the Mario movie. Uh, how was that? <laughs> uh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, my fiance and I went to the movie theater for the first time in months, and uh, we walked in, and all it was just kids just screaming. And we're like, <laughs> oh, wait, did yeah. we just pick a? <laughs> a really childish movie and <laughs> yeah oh. it was okay that was, was all right. right okay and final one best thing about where you live um i like the weather which might be a weird thing to say but i like that we kind of have it all we get we get the super hot summers and the yeah. cold winters so it's like no matter where we are when we're outside of where we live yeah like, we're always, like, kind of comfortable in that weather. Whereas, nice. like, you know, if you grow up living in mm -hmm. the desert and you go somewhere, like, that's as cold as, like, zero degrees Celsius and yep. you're, like, dying, like, <laughs> we don't have to deal with that. No, nothing wrong with enjoying all four seasons. Same here out in New England. Welcome to the podcast. First thing I got to ask you about is your, your retired Echo Arena world champ. I... So we're yeah. talking a few years ago, right? When this, you know, playing VR yeah. would have been like three, three years ago. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, yeah. Now, how did uh, you get involved in that? So I always wanted to play VR stuff. So um, and watching like Onward and stuff like the Milsim. Yeah. And everything like that. Like that's kind of what drove me to want to buy VR headset. So I ordered my headset. And then the way I am is I research everything. Like, if I'm going to buy something, I research the hell out of it. So yeah. while I was waiting for it to come, I was just researching games and stuff. And there was this space game called Lone Echo. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you're, you're a robot that's, like, supporting this uh, woman who's in a, like, single man spaceship. And, like, you're pushing yourself around in zero G to, like, um, help her out and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then I found out that there was like a multiplayer spinoff called Echo Arena. So it's yeah. like the same mechanics with like the zero G 
um but it's like a sport game like kind of like rocket league where it's a two teams that mm -hmm. you have to score put the disc in the goal um and then yeah so i started playing that right when it launched and it was like a day after i got my headset and um we found out that esl who runs like a bunch of like tournaments like uh for counter-strike and all this stuff like it's a pretty big company uh they were uh partnered up with it with oculus to yeah. um to throw out like a lan tournament so like the top four teams in north america and the top four teams in europe both qualify for a tournament and um they yeah they like fly you out they put oh, you in wow. a hotel all that and then yeah so i was like you know i'll try and make a team see how we do and um yeah we qualified for the that first LAN, and then yeah just kind of kept riding that wave of facebook throwing money at oh wow. ER esports and then eventually uh yeah we went to the uk for season three um and yeah we won holy cow that's fantastic mm -hmm. and now do you still play much of vr you know these days um not so much anymore i i was still playing so esl or facebook stopped throwing money at it so yeah. then it became more community driven mm -hmm. um and i kept playing for a f few seasons but then uh when i bought a house and like started getting into my career yeah i started getting too busy so and i wanted to focus on streaming so i yeah. kind of i said i wanted to step back and also more and more younger kids were getting in and getting good so it's mm -hmm. harder to keep keep up so i got out while we were still on top so <laughs> nice that's a good time to yeah. get out now yeah. have you looked at any of the current like sort of mill sim games they're doing in vr like ghost of tabor or anything like that um yeah i've been interested in trying it but it's just hard when not as many people play yeah so um yeah. i haven't like dove in yet and then obviously i hurt my arm so yes, i haven't been true. able to play vr for the last <laughs> two months yeah. Uh, all right, I gotta ask, where does the name come from? Sealable bag. How did I you come up with that? I hate to disappoint you, but I have, I have no story. <laughs> it's just, I. Okay, I will, I will kind of tell a story. Okay. Um, I'll tell you why I needed a different name. Um, when I was in grade nine, um, so you know I was like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. I, I was playing League of Legends and stuff, and my. Uh, name was uh poon slayer so uh <laughs> so uh you know yep. a few years after that i was embarrassed about having that name all yep. the time so i had to change it and i was like what do i change it to and i was just like i don't know i i got nothing so yep. i just made a i literally just randomness just oh shoot like, yeah well and it is it much better i have to agree yeah then, yeah it yeah. is it was a lot better. It, Far more um, marketable, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, when did video games start for you? Early age or sort of later on? Um, Early age. I mean, I always played games. I used to play, like, couch co-op games with my brother all the time. Yeah. And, like, yeah, played Super Nintendo and N64 and stuff. Um, But I didn't, like, really get into it like I am now until... I was in my first year of university where yeah. a bunch of people were getting into it. I played like League of Legends with friends and stuff, but I, but it was kind of just like once in a while, not yeah. as much as I do now. 
Okay. Fun. And now, out of the brothers, who's the best, you know, who was the best, best couch co-op person to, you know, when you were dueling games on the couch? Um, I mean... He was the older brother, so he yeah. was better. But if we <laughs> were to play now, I'd be better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so now, before you hit that go live button, you know, what's, what is your background? Out of high school, I did a, a two-year program for mechanical engineering tech. Um, and then after I did my first year of that, I realized I didn't want to do it as a career, but it was yeah. a diploma. So two years and you get the certificate. Yeah. Um, so I decided to just do it. And uh, I really got into uh, we did a PLC programming course, which is like controlling like pneumatic pistons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was it wasn't really programming at all, but it was like logic based. Mm -hmm. So like if I hit this button then I want to do if I hit this button and turn this dial, I want the light to flash three times. Like it was very logic based and I thought it was cool. Yeah. So um, after that class, I was like, oh, I kind of want to learn programming. So I started uh, doing some like java just like simple programs mm -hmm. um and i thought it was super fun so i thought about pursuing that as a career so then i did my um uh undergrad in computer science oh cool um, and then yeah i've been a software developer since then nice and then so mm -hmm. often you don't find you know software developers that you know do coding and programming also have that skill of you know the creative side from a graphics standpoint so you know you you've do both you do the graph uh, thumbnails you do editing and everything like that when did you start your editing you know from early days or just picked up because of streaming um i mean i did a little bit of editing when i was younger i remember i was in this one computer class in junior high where we had to make edits and i made some like skateboard edit which was just ripping other youtube videos yeah. and <laughs> pulling clips from it like it was really jank uh yeah. and then i made some snowboard videos um when I was in high school, but I didn't really dive into it too much. Yeah. But I've always been obsessed with um, VFX and stuff. Um, and I, I watched videos on VFX and like 3D stuff for years before yeah. I touched anything. I was just like, I would watch tutorials and everything because I thought it was so cool, like on game mm -hmm. engines. And um, but yeah, it wasn't until like last year where uh, I saw more Tarkov thumbnails like more custom like 3d stuff coming yeah. through and i was like oh, that's pretty cool and i started looking into it and then yeah just like a few months later i mean started working with jesse and yeah. started doing some thumbnails for him and then yeah just dove into it but but and then editing um i mean it, that's kind of come with the, the streaming stuff yeah it's just like wanting to get better at that so and just like focusing on getting those skills uh -huh. over the last like year or two yeah, the whole 3D rendering, it's it's painstaking. It is, you know, you're doing, you know, frame by frame and manipulating camera and everything along, you know, along with the skeletons and things like that. That is, you know, just as painful, it sounds like it sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. Like, you'll, it won't look like anything for, like, the first, like, three hours. Yeah. And then just, like, a, I don't know, you, like, blink, and all of a sudden you're, like... Oh shit like this composition actually looks really cool yeah and um yeah it's cool and it i think part of the the joy of it is like it's something you're so familiar with because mm -hmm. like playing tarkov and everything obviously right. you're very familiar with all the characters but they're in such a unfamiliar way like even if it's just 
ADSing. Like yes. just the way the camera's on it, you're like, wait, that's that's different. That's not how I know it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of cool to like do stuff yeah. that people have never seen with those characters. It's cool. Right. Yeah. Just the different perspectives, camera angles or you know, it's just it's it's really cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah. So now over time, what's you know, if you had to rank three of your favorite video games, what you know, what would the three video games be? I am so bad at picking favorites of anything in the world. <laughs> I I am awful at saying what my favorites are because I always change like music, movies, games. Um, but I mean, I used I still love Rocket League. Yeah, Rocket League used to be my one of my main games before Tarkov. Um, I still love it. I mean, it's not a story game, but but it is a game that I've always loved and. I'll kind of just all encompassing skateboard sims mm -hmm. like skater XL and like all the skate games. Like, yeah. I've absolutely loved those. Like, um, so that's definitely a big one. And then, Hmm. I want to pick like my favorite, like story game, man, the God of war games, the new ones yeah. are like, they're up there. Both, yeah. Um, yeah, the the last two ones, Ragnarok and cool. one before that. All right. Mm. Are you looking forward to the new skate game that's coming out? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always interested. Yeah. But I'm not as in a dire need for it as I used to be. Yeah. Um, like I just remember like watching E3 and stuff in like two years ago or three years ago. You would just see people like chanting Skate 4, which I didn't even know there was that many people who cared. I know. <laughs> but like chanting for Skate 4. But then when like Session mm -hmm. came out and Skater XL came out, yep. like there's these other Sims, um, that like desire for another one has like really dropped for me because yeah. I mean, the other one, they're really good. They are and good. Honestly, once you get used to having control of both feet, like mm -hmm. I don't know if you've played them, but you, both oh, st yes. one stick controls one foot. Yeah. Um, going back to the old flick it with skate. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it'll be. It's not. Na it's not fulfilling. natural when you think about like how you're moving your feet. You know, your front foot and left foot, and yeah. Yeah, and like the control that you have. Like, if mm -hmm. I want to, if I want it to flick a certain way, you yeah. have control of that. But like with the skate system, you can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, there has been playtests for skate, uh, but there's, there may or may not be NDAs about it. Um, yeah. and, but it has a uh, promise. That's what, that's what I'll say. I just, they're, they're adding parkour into it. And it's just like, you know, it's a skate game. Just leave it as a skate game. In my opinion, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Just don't put too much yeah. into it. And yeah, like, um, Riders Republic Yes. Is adding skateboarding too, but but they're they're a game that's like trying to add all these different action sports where it's yeah. just like you know Yep. It's just not gonna be it's not gonna be as in depth as a game that's dedicated for it. No. Now what was it about skateboarding that hooked was it the music, just the, the you know, the sort of creative aspect of it you could do with skateboarding? Um, I mean I grew up my older brother uh, skated a little bit and yeah. his friend was super into skateboarding um so at that time it was just like little brother just trying to yeah do what his old brother's doing okay and uh yeah i just 
fell in love with it and i've pretty much have just done it ever since i was like five years old it's yeah been, it's just been something that's been a, always part of my life excellent all right mm. so let's go back to uh video games and streaming so what made you hit that go live button to to begin with um uh, i started watching streams um my first two years of university um I had some friends who were who were into Counter Strike, and that's like when I started like playing more PC games. Was when I started playing with them. Yeah. And um, yeah, they watched. They were watching streams all the time, and um, I actually the first game I ever streamed was uh, it was a snowboarding and ski sim game called Snow, and um, why I streamed was because we were working with some of the developers on some stuff like some feedback and yep. I just like started streaming to show them something. And then I just occasionally streamed that game for a little while. And then, yeah, I just enjoyed it. So I kept, kept doing it. Yeah. And now when did you first mm. go live? How many years um, ago? I mean, that time would have been 2015. Yeah. I think. Okay. 2016. Um, but I really just streamed every once in a while, just, um i wasn't really taking it seriously i didn't yeah. really start taking it seriously until um right before covid started yeah and then that's right when i graduated um my computer science degree so like and it was really hard to find a job at that time so yeah. i really just pushed for that like year just because i didn't have anything else so right um yeah okay. so that's when i really started like taking it more seriously and stuff Oh, okay. And now, you know, over the years, you know, what's sort of been, you know, hardest thing about, you know, hitting that go live button, you know, at, you know, because you're about, you're doing a full, your full-time job and now also sort of, you know, putting a lot of hours into streaming at the same time. Um, just like the obligation for consistency yeah. has probably been the hardest thing is like, you know, you'd love to take you know, a day off here, a day off here, because you, your friends want to go to do something, or right. you know, the fiance wants to do something, and like, you just can't really afford to do that if you want to, you know, maintain growth or yeah, you know, it, it's just way harder to grow. I should say, it's it's not that it's not possible. It's just like for your best chances, yeah, you should be consistent. You know, so. Yeah, that's probably the hardest part. All right. And now, you know, since you've, you know, for sort of started doing a regular scheduled stream, you know, has there, have you just seen just sort of a, a general upward growth or was there a couple of moments where all of a sudden, you know, you started seeing, oh, I picked up, you know, 15 or 20 viewers over the span of a couple of weeks or certain key moments that happened or it was just a gradual consistency? Um, I think that I've been steadily growing for a while, but... Yeah. Um, I think the hard part about growing a stream for like Tarkov is that, you know, you have people who are getting interested and in joining your stream. And then you also have people who are losing interest and, and moving on to other things, which is just like the natural flow of things. Yeah. So if you don't have a bigger funnel to bring people in, um, you're going to feel like you're not growing. You're just going to maintain, but that's mm -hmm. because new people are coming in at the same rate that they're leaving. Yeah. Um, but I mean, most of my like big moments have come from like um like jesse obviously yeah. like jesse's a, a good friend and he's successful so when he raids me and stuff yeah you know um like the turnover from him raiding me over 
you know, if someone, some other big streamer yeah. reads me, is that like I'm always with Jesse. So it's just like a lot of people. Uh, okay, are like, yeah. Oh, like I hear you all the time. Like, oh, here you are. I'll follow you. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like those are big bursts of uh, of follows and stuff. Yeah. And the beginning of wipe, um, when those things happen, are probably like the biggest moments of growth because. Yeah. The, that's when people are the most interested so they're more likely to come back and watch but okay but yeah and how about that you know do you remember your big first raid somebody raided you and dropped you went from like x to triple x and viewers and there were there's been a, a couple of times where like jesse got raided by like jesse got raided by like landmark yeah and then jesse raided me afterwards and then it was just like boom so like the next few weeks were like holy crap you know like 20 20 to 30 more viewers but yeah yeah no what not any that like long term just like completely changed everything yeah right? but what's it like though when all of a sudden you know you're you know you're maybe getting a couple of you know 100 viewers average and now all of a sudden you know jesse comes in with a you know fifteen thousand, you know because he you know carried over from landmark you know it's, how do you deal with like that many people just all of a sudden that burst do you just sort of you know keep keep rolling with it because chat must just be flying by at that point yeah you kind of just got to keep doing your thing but i mean obviously you get nervous a bit more nervous and you're like you honestly it's not i wouldn't even say nervous you just, you get excited like because you just like you want to bring people in right. you want people to come back so you, yeah you're you're just naturally kind of pep up a bit um but yeah uh i think the worst thing to do is just like or i shouldn't say the worst thing to do but the thing i try not to do is just dwell on the raid and right. be like yo like thank you so much like thank you so like like obviously i am thankful but yep. my goal is to not be overwhelmed right or, or or not like have this like need to say like thank you thank you thank you thank yeah. you my goal is to just be like okay let's it's like go time let's do our thing let's try right um you know get some people to or or show people a good time so yeah okay. so i try to i don't really i don't read all the follows out um like normally i would because i'm a smaller streamer so yeah every follow i read them out but if i get rated i do not read them out i just yeah. say thank you like overall so that like again you're not bogging down things and just like trying to keep going doing your thing right yeah, yeah. And now, you know, since you hit that go live button, you know, what's, you know, has there been a, you know, a couple of moments that stick out as like, wow, that was a really, you know, that was pretty cool or, you know, something happened in the community that really was like, wow, that was, that was awesome. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I have many examples, but the one that like instantly stands out is just the drop streams yeah. that I did this year. So I got a, a drop slot and, um, I got the hookup from the homies. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Airwing rated me my first slot and then Veritas rated me the second oh, slot. Nice. So, you know, having a stream with like two to 6,000 viewers and just like, you know, just honestly, it, it's just such a good vibe just having all these new people talking and you're just enjoying yourself. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the best thing of that day was like, I did set sub goals for, to do giveaways for merch mm -hmm. and I gave away like six things of merch or something. And like, just being able to do that was, was awesome. Oh, like it was so fun. And like doing like the marble races and just yeah. having like hundreds of marbles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like from someone who, you know, averages like 40 viewers mm -hmm. to, to have 
have that opportunity it was yeah. just awesome oh that's so cool and now, when mm-hmm. did you start adding, you know, you were streaming, uh, had the schedule, regular schedule stream. Did you start adding sort of, you know, your sort of YouTube content on the tail end of that or, at, you know, when you started doing that or was that later on? That was later on. Um, yeah, definitely. Like within the last year, year and a half, I started to pump out more videos. Yeah. But honestly, I was, I was pumping out like highlights and stuff because, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what kind of videos I wanted to make, and honestly, yeah. I still don't know. But <laughs> we're figuring it out. <laughs> and now, so when you do come, you know, when you're starting out, you know, you know, creating a video, what is sort of your workflow? Do you sort of, you know, plan, write it out, plan it out, storyboard it, or sort of like take some clips and and piece it together from there? Um, it depends. I mean, if I think that there's a video behind like an evening that we played then i'll probably i'll take the clips that i had and then maybe record some b-roll and some other stuff to kind of put them together in a good way yeah um but there's like the one video that i did for doing the light keeper um i was like i saw a video on how to kill um Zeriachi and the guards and stuff yeah and how to cross and i was just like i mean honestly the idea was I want to learn how to do that and then i want to kill someone who's unlocked the ability to go to lightkeeper because you're not allowed to kill people on the island when you have the like beeping thing yeah so and i was going to call it the light taker um (laughs) but honestly we ended up not like i didn't see any pmcs the whole time so i ended ended up uh working with tower i don't know if you know tower is but he he like uh hangs out with airwing Oh, okay. a lot and he's like really um knowledgeable about like tarkov ballistics and stuff and he helped me figure out like the best shotgun build so then uh we ended up trying it again and just trying to kill Zeriachi and all the boys with a shotgun yeah and um yeah so that was cool and that ended up being like what the video was so it was like kind of we, we took a 90 but like that was more like a planned video yeah. like i knew what i was going to to do uh, beforehand and about how long um, did that take to sort of you know once you get all the content together to sort of you know edit it and you know piece it all together um like two three weeks but yeah. that's that's not me working every day right. that's like me editing in an evening that i find yeah. time um it now, probably it was, took me like like 15 hours of yeah. like editing because i also did like the uh, like the free cam shots yeah. and I did the 3d stuff that I do um so like doing renders and stuff takes takes a while too yeah. so cool yeah now, is that the one where you you basically figure out how to walk backwards across over to you know to tr- to trigger the mines and everything like that yeah like like you know a certain path to like trigger all the mines yeah. so that you can get across without dying that must have taken yeah. forever to friggin figure that path out yeah i mean i didn't figure out how to do it i watched a video where they did it and then i just i just memorized what they already figured out so i'm not taking credit for learning how to do that yeah okay (laughs) i'll take credit for memorizing and being able to do it but yeah you you also like you mentioned earlier you do thumbnails as well so you know have you figured out the secrets what's your sort of you know do you have like a three things you always throw in your thumbnails no i don't i mean i don't think i have the best thumbnails in the world either (laughs) but (laughs) uh, 
I just try to focus on um, making sure things don't get drowned out. So, you know, if I really want something to pop, if yeah. I really want it to be obvious, then like contrast it, like yeah. make sure uh, like if I really want the gun to pop and say the gun is black, I'm not going to put it on a, a black T-shirt or black right. armor rig because it's going to be harder for it to pop. Right. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, just trying to make sure that it's clearly it's clear not necessarily what the video is about because it's not always going to be that way but making sure that it's clear that it's tarkov yeah is is also a goal when i'm working with people um because like people will just like fly by it without knowing that it's it's tarkov so we try to use like like shattered masks mm -hmm. because shattered masks is just like you instantly know it's tarkov yeah um yeah and stuff like that and i try to yeah, the other thing that I focus is like trying to make room for text. If yeah. we're gonna if we're gonna be doing text on the thumbnail, it's just like what's the best way to frame something so that I can leave space. But, yeah, and any yeah. any you know red arrows is that the key? Is that that's not the secret to every thumbnail? I mean, <laughs> it depends. I guess I don't know. I mean, your goal like your goal is to get if you want them to look at something, there's a couple ways to do it. Yeah, and a red arrow is one way. <laughs> nice. Um, but like sometimes you'll you want to like have it so um like say you want the character to be the, the focus mm -hmm. you kind of have like the lines of the background going towards them uh, okay yeah. and like you know if they're adsing like your your face or your face your eyes naturally will like follow the line of the gun so if you uh, want to okay. focus on that on the face you know have everything yeah. like centered to the face um, all right there we go oh, yeah some secrets from sealable yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and now, if somebody's thinking about hitting the go live button, you know, what kind of advice would you have for them? Uh, don't have expectations. Um, I think one thing that's helped me is, like, I wanted to have a put-together stream. Like, a, I wanted to have good production quality, but for me, not for... You know, not because I necessarily thought I would grow or anything, but just like, I, I don't know, I set myself up for success. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if I treat my stream like I have a ton of viewers and I only have a few, yeah. like that practice, like is really helpful for if you ever do get the opportunity yeah. to, to be in that situation. Um, like say you're, you have two viewers normally, um, and you're you're not really treating it or you're not really used to treating it like it's like a full professional stream if that makes sense yeah um if you ever get a big raid like you're not like ready for it so then when you're scrambling and like you know maybe your alerts are freaking out not yeah. working and you're just trying to figure out how to fix it and you know that kind of thing is just like you know you're that much less likely to keep people around True. so all right. That's something that I've focused on for a while. Yeah. Cool. Hope that was that made sense. Absolutely. <laughs> My rambling. <laughs> so Tarkov, what was your path to this game that has ruined? You know, this honestly, this game's ruined so many games for me because it's so damn addicting and good. Uh, I used to watch uh, Frankie on PC in 1080p. Yeah. Uh, he made like a lot of Daisy content, and he made a video on Tarkov where. I, I I can't remember where he was. I think he was on customs 
and he walked up to the bridge and he had a pistol and he pulled back he pulled back the slide to check the chamber and I looked it up and I bought it. <laughs> it's like the attention to detail. I was like, I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. And now what what is the hook that it has on you, you know, still today? Um sub count. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh I don't know. It's just like although I you know, we all have frustrations with the game. Uh, there's just no game that that feels the same. Yeah. Like, I love I love the feeling of like uh, early wipe, like the the desire to keep your stuff and not die. Like, yes. The gear fear. There's just no game that like gets you feeling that way. Like the super high highs and the low lows. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. For for yeah, me, I, I call it, it's the pucker factor. Those moments that, like, you just, mm -hmm. you know, you, your heart's mm -hmm. racing. It's like there's, you know, three men walking by you in interchange or something like that. It's like, okay, do I do I go for it? Do I hold back? And, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's something special. It's like a, it's similar to competitive games where, like, you know, if you're in a clutch situation, like, you're in a 1v3, like, your heart pumps and mm -hmm. you're, like, you're just trying to make, like, the right decisions, like, it's even though it's not a competitive game in that aspect, like it gives you that same like feeling. So yeah, and and it will punish yeah. you if you for the smallest mistakes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And now for you, what was the hardest thing to learn to play the game? Um, hmm. I I do not know. Um, <laughs> With map learning the maps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think like getting used to like the flow of maps mm -hmm. takes a while. I mean, like like streets. I still don't know the yep. flow of streets. Um, but yeah, that's probably probably the hardest part. And now, do you beginning. still do you still get a pucker factor or the the you know the sort of you know racing heartbeat moments after you know thousands of hours into this game at this point? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's definitely less. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely happens less but yeah sometimes and now, sometimes what is your post wipe strategy do you you know try to just level up as fast as you can are you chasing quests or do you sort of just you know just roll with it um we don't i don't like go as far as like i'm only gonna run pmc because i want to level up and get quests done um like i still want to find loot especially for quests as well yeah so like we definitely run scavs and stuff like that um, but yeah, I mean, it's mostly like the quests are what drive me in Tarkov yeah. a lot of the time, right? They give me purpose. So, I mean, we definitely push push the quest at the beginning of a wipe. Yeah, do you prefer to play solo or, you know, duos or trios? Uh, duo is probably yeah. my preferred, yeah. We ran a lot more trios this year or this wipe. Yeah. But um, yeah, duo, I feel, is the best. I agree. Once you get three or four and then, you know, bringing somebody who's not used to the call outs, that adds a whole level of, you know, more complexity to any raid. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's just like. It's not even the comms and stuff. It's not the difficulty of threes, which definitely there is some that's introduced there. But for me, when there's three people, um, 
just like the pace changes yeah right like you have to find that many more saluas in raid yeah you have to if one person dies uh or you know if if i die early i'm not i'm now not waiting for one person to rush i'm like now as soon as there's two more people they they tend to do more stuff in that raid because they're still working together right um so like i end up sitting there waiting longer even though you know run a scav but yeah um yeah just the whole pace changes when you do trios at the beginning of a way yeah. and now if yeah. somebody's starting the game you know somebody you know finding tarkov for the first time what kind of advice would you you know give to them i'd <laughs> yes play something else no uh <laughs> no i i normally recommend for people to do offline raids yeah um at first and not not to get map knowledge even though like you can do that i feel like a lot of people give that advice but just go factory you know as many scavs as possible um load up meds i don't know watch videos on like what meds do what if yeah. you need to but just like run factory with as many scavs as possible and like just get used to the systems so like you can learn how meds work when the scavs inevitably pop you up a bit yeah and get used to the gunplay without like doing any online raids yeah i feel like you'd, that'd be super beneficial and, and honestly is beneficial for like people who play a lot just to like go in a factory raid and warm up yeah even which i don't do but i should do <laughs> um but yeah uh, and now what would you say has been sort of the i guess you know the you know what is your take on the state of the game today Um, see, I just ride the wave, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I try not to get as invested, uh, because then I don't know. People just get so mad. Yes. And, and I'm not saying I don't have frustrations, but I kind of just ride the wave. Yeah. Whatever they're introducing, I may complain about it a little bit, but just gonna keep playing uh, inevitably i'm just gonna keep playing so i'm not i'm not gonna let it ruin my day yeah um but yeah and also before i played tarkov i haven't really talked about this too much but like before i played tarkov this is how things worked you got into a game you played it a ton with your friends mm -hmm. right and then something else comes along or, or not even something else like it doesn't have to be new but it just another interest comes up like let's say we were super into uh i don't know like monster hunter yeah right we play monster hunter for a few hundred hours and then someone starts playing arc and we're like oh that sounds like fun you do it for an evening and then then you play arc for a few weeks yeah like that's how i personally consumed games before uh i played tarkov yeah. um i mean i did play like competitive games like counter-strike and rocket league which were a bit different yeah but, you know like it would just be you know this game is the game of the month um so i think that the expectation to play a game just like indefinitely yeah is is this a ridiculous expectation like it's not ridiculous but for me i feel like that's an impossible feat to reach mm -hmm. right because you're you, no matter how good something is you're going to get bored of it yeah uh and I think that wipe to wipe 
that's what people do they get they, they hit that point of like where i would would have previously switched games with my friends mm -hmm. but they they push through it and that's when they get really frustrated yeah they get really frustrated at all the stuff in the game they could not change anything and then they people would complain about the stuff that they've been complaining about before <laughs> yeah like it's that's my opinion anyways well the way i look at it you know for I've I've probably got a few thousand hours in this game. This game at this point doesn't owe me anything. I've you know the way I look for value out of a game is sort of like how you go to a movie. You pay twenty bucks, you see a two or three hour movie. All right, I'm looking for ten to fifteen dollars per hour, and then that's sort of a, a break even point. I you know at this point Tarkov doesn't owe me anything. If they go away, I'll be sad. I you know I love playing that game, but you know I've I've got my money's worth out of that game. Big time. I always use the movie thing. Yeah. As a it's easy as a comparison you know like if i buy a story game that gives me like you know whatever it's 70 bucks or 60 bucks yeah if it gives me like over 30 hours like that's that's pretty good value proposition to be absolutely. honest absolutely yep 100 yeah. percent agree yeah it's it's interesting to see um you know like last summer's wipe you know we hit that you know from june onwards it hit quick it seemed like sort of like the the patience people you know, were having with the game. Now this wipe from Christmas on, it seems like it went quicker this way. And the the good thing I think that we see from that is it forces the content creators who are focused on, you know, they've been just maining Tarkov. They sort of try other games and you see like geeks and Ash, they, they branch out. And I think that's healthier for some of them too. Yeah. I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's healthy for everyone yeah. to be able to do that, but it's not, always so easy right you know there's also a lot of creators who um who switched those games like they stopped playing tarkov and you know their view count plummeted yeah and like it's just the reality of it and it it sucks like big time yeah especially if like you're full-time and you know that's what's putting food on the table and you have kids and stuff yeah um you know like for someone like jesse you know, he has a wife and two kids. Like, it's going to be way harder for him to just on a dime switch like that. Right. right? Because yeah. he has to he has to make sure he can still provide. So, yeah, you know, it's great for people who can do it. And like like Deadly did, did an awesome job at, at switching. Right. Yeah. Like, he can play like whatever he wants and still maintains like a thousand viewers or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just not it's not like a very it's not a simple it's like not like answer, a light switch all of a sudden know? you switch over yeah. and no yeah like i think the best way to transition is to like slowly introduce the variety right over time and then eventually you're happy with the view count that you get with variety yeah. and you can um you know you're like oh i can live with that and then right. you make the switch right and also at the same time, you've built up your community and your community is there. You know, you'd like to think your the community is there for you more than the game itself, too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's definitely an element of that. But yeah. I, I still think that if you are primarily a, I mean, this is not Tarkov. This is just like content and, creation in right. general. Right. Yep. Like Fortnite or if whatever. You're, yeah. If you're a Stardew Valley streamer and you've never played anything else like no matter how diehard your fans are, there's going to be a lot of people who just like don't click on your link because you're playing something else. Yeah. Right. That's just like a reality of it. That's just human nature. Right. Yeah. Um, but 
but yeah there's definitely always going to be like that that core community that sticks around no, no matter what you're playing yeah. but now, speaking of community, how would you describe, you know, the sealable community? What, you know, when somebody's coming into your stream for the first time, what are they, uh, what are they in for? Just some goofy, goofy boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. and now, it's, you... it's just about having a good time. I don't know. Nothing wrong we with don't, that. We try not to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to. Have a good time. You're not raging and throwing the keyboard across the room or anything like that. Not always. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No, no. We try to we try to keep it keep it happy. Keep yeah. it keep it good vibes, but nice. But yeah. And <laughs> now recently, boys. you know, with your, your you know broken arm, you had I saw you playing Tarkov with a controller. How painful was that? Um not as painful as breaking your arm <laughs> <I bet. laughs> uh it was okay it honestly wasn't that bad it was way better than i thought it would oh, really? be um yeah i mean i did it so that my stream didn't die yeah you know taking two months off um and uh yeah playing with the controller was okay um my favorite part about it i was actually just telling jesse about this is like when you're playing on controller all of the highs are that much higher because as you're using a controller you're right like, yeah i can't believe i actually killed somebody <laughs> uh and yeah now i'm back on mouse and keyboard and it's like the lows are still low and now the highs aren't as high right yeah and you're just like okay whatever i, I killed someone <laughs> i guess but oh. like you know with a controller like every kill you got you felt like so much better oh yeah and yeah no i felt like we got pretty good pretty good at it um, I mean, without aim assist or anything, I, I used to play controller games. Like when I was in high school, I was pretty good at COD, but yeah. as soon as I switched to mouse and keyboard, like every time I've gone back to controller, I've been awful. Um, I think if I went back to COD now, after two months on Tarkov with a controller, I'd be so good. You could be hanging but, with the teenagers again, kicking some yeah, butt. Yeah, I can hang with the teenagers. <laughs> yep. Nice. Uh, now speaking of Jesse, how did you end up meeting Jesse? How did your paths cross? Um, so I've been part of Veritas's community for a long time. Yeah. I've been watching him for a long time and he had a command, um, that was, uh, exclamation point JK yeah. for Jesse. Cause Jesse did, I don't know if you've ever seen this video. Um, Jesse did a video called becoming a legend. If you've never seen it. I recommend you go watch it. Okay. So on as you before he takes it down, because every day, every day that video stays up there, and he watches it. He cringes and wants to delete it. So yeah, <laughs> okay. you gotta watch it. Um, but yeah, so it was just a goofy video of him trying to become a legend, and eventually he becomes a legend. I, I won't go into okay. the detail. I was like, oh, that was a pretty funny video. So I like followed his stream, and then. The next time he went live, he was playing Star Citizen, which I've already said. I, I really like Star Citizen. Yeah. So I watched him play that for a bit, and I gave him and uh, Gondashima, who is one of uh, Veritas's mods, I gave him and Gondashima some money in Star Citizen so they could go rent a ship or something. I can't remember. Yeah. And then, yeah, just always hung out in their stream or in his stream. Yeah, he, he had like 10, 10 average viewers at that point. Like he was still like a smaller streamer and then, yeah. you know, 
things skyrocketed. I was just part of the community. Um, he raided me a few times, and then he had channel point redemptions for, um, like, doing a duo raid at the time. Yeah. And this is when he was starting to grow a bit more. And I kept teasing him. I was like, because he, he hates shotguns. I was like, we're going to do duos, and we're going to do shotguns only, okay? Oh. The shotgun duos are coming. And I was like, every week, you know, my points got closer and closer. I was like, we're oh, going to do those shoot. duos. And then, um, yeah, so we eventually did those duos, and I died within the first 10 seconds of the raid. <laughs> and then uh, he was like, okay, let's run it back. That doesn't count. We did another one. And we died right away. And he's like, okay, that doesn't count. One more time. <laughs> and then we did another raid, and we had a great raid. So, yeah. So after that, I reached out to him. I was just like, I was like, hey, man, like, I understand if, you know, this is weird. Um, I was like, if you ever want to play, like, like for a whole evening, you know, do, do us sometime, like, hit me up. And he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Excellent. And then, yeah, it's like ever since then, we started playing together more and more and more. And then, yeah, now we, like every week and he's like a good friend Excellent. good homie he's such a bright spot for the you know for content creators you know i have had a, he's been on the pod and, and you can blame him for you getting on this pod because he called you out as to, to come on but what a super nice guy yeah he can be a nice guy, <laughs> yeah, <he's> a nice <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah no i've been very fortunate of uh you know getting to build a relationship with him and like Dude, he, he's been, I mean, obviously, he's been a very crucial part of me even growing at all on stream. I probably would still have, like, three viewers and and probably wouldn't be here or wouldn't have half the friends I have in the community yeah. and everything like that. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, I also, that leads me into the next question was, you know, you, you made it down to TwitchCon last fall. And how was that experience? That was cool. I mean, obviously there's a little there's a little bit of me that was worried that like um you know a lot of the partners would do their thing and you know right other people wouldn't but it was very community focused and like we were just hanging out with the homies so uh yeah that was that was really cool. Um yeah and doing the doing the podcast that was sick. Yeah. He invited invited me to be on with them with all these like people that I've been watching for years or like, you know, never talked to. Yeah. And it, yeah. It was cool to get to meet them. And, you know, it's not like, I don't want to say it, it's not like fanboys. It's mm -hmm. just like, it's just people, people um, who love a game. Yeah. 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 It was cool to not, not feel like there were these people that are way ab ab above right. you in some way. They're just like people that like a video game. So that was really cool to see. Excellent. I think that's I think that's one of the really cool things I like about the Tarkov community. You know, whether you're a larger streamer or streamers, you know, just starting out, egos are left at the door for the most part. It seems you know, you're like you see an event like that where you at TwitchCon at TwitchCon where you know at in the you know the the suite where you guys did the the live stream, all different levels and everybody had you know. Nobody got, you know, it wasn't just the top streamers only had the input. Everybody threw an input and it was, it was really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I tried to minimize how much I talked, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. 
And now coming from, you know, coming, you know, away from TwitchCon, you know, what was some, you know, what was sort of some of the moments? Was that, you know, sort of the, one of the moments that really was a highlight for you? Was that sort of, you know, stream from uh, Veritas's place? Um, that was cool, but I don't think that was like necessarily one of the high points. Yeah. I mean, just getting to, you know, hang with Jesse and Bellion and stuff like yeah. these people that I've hung, like hung out with lots online. And it's just like when you're in person, it's just, it's just the same thing. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's always a highlight. And also, um, uh, subtlety, his name is so much for subtlety. Um, I met him doing the VR stuff, um, all the Echo Arena stuff. Yeah. We played on a team for one of the seasons. Um, so I've met him in person. He lives in in California, but like I've met him in person at all these like lands for the VR stuff, and he got to come out, and so it was like oh, really cool. cool to see him again. Yeah, it, it was all it was all about seeing the friends. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's excellent. And now, mm. are you going to be uh, making your trip down to Vegas for the next TwitchCon? uh no i will not be going uh this year um with uh breaking my arm and yep. and stuff and also just like how expensive vegas will be mm -hmm. uh it's just like extra money that i i don't want to yep. spend this year so um unfortunately i will not i might be going to citizen con though oh, um cool. just because it'll be a, a little, little bit cheaper yeah um and a lot of my community for some reason i play tarkov only and a lot of my community like if you've ever seen in my discord like everyone in my discord's playing starters <laughs> and i don't i don't know why but um so a lot of my community is going to be at citizen con so oh. i might i might go and meet where up is with that and stuff. when that's in la it's the same weekend oh okay yeah so jesse wanted to come as well yeah to citizen con but um you know they're on the same weekend so you got to get Jesse up north. You got to get him up to Canada, I think. Yeah, I'd like that. I think that'd be sick. Show him what winter's like. I don't think I'd take him in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> take him in the summer. Yeah. When everything's on fire. Nice. <laughs> uh, so now, you know, at the end of the day, when you're, you're signing off, when you're not streaming, what are some of the things you enjoy doing? You know, skateboarding, obviously, is one of those. Uh, yeah, I skateboard. I have a motorcycle yes we've talked about before um yeah i ride motorcycles sometimes and uh one thing that i don't think many people know is i play piano oh, uh, no i play way. classical piano like my whole life um i sometimes play uh piano downstairs um yeah well there we go we need to get you veritas on guitar and jesse on guitar and you know get some some tunes jamming <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and now you you uh, you said you ride a motorcycle, so you just picked it up, right? You just got it recently. Yeah, I just got a new one. I I've ridden bikes for the last two years. Yeah, this, this will be the third summer. Um, first summer I bought a one two five for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, and learned on that because I just wanted to wanted to buy something that was fuel injected and not like a rust bucket so mm -hmm. that's why i bought such a small one and then we were planning on buying a bike the the year after um but we ended up buying a house uh five or six months earlier than we planned yeah so we ended up kind of throwing that plan out the door mm -hmm. um and uh 
yeah so i sold my 125 and i drove my mother-in-law's honda rebel 500 a little cruiser i drove that all summer last year but this year was the year we we buy our own so and what'd you get i got a husvarna spark pillin 401 (laughs) and how do you like it it's great yeah i especially with the arm i didn't know how it was gonna be but i drove it a lot this weekend and yeah it was a blast it's not it's it's like not too much bike it's Mm -hmm. it's still like a smaller engine but this one can like go on the highway and stuff and yeah it's pretty fun any cross canada treks planned maybe no No. oh god no oh god no (laughs) i drove on the highway today and the wind just like pushes me around i don't think i could do a long trek like that looking forward to any games coming out or anything like that arena maybe um i mean if arena comes out that that'd be interesting i think arena will be perfect for when you die early in a raid or something Ah, or if you want to warm up i think that's when arena will be like king like i don't think i'm gonna play arena for five hours but but if it's like seamless to go into an arena match or something while you're waiting for friends and that could be awesome i think that's a but, yeah i never even thought of that that's actually really a really good option yeah. to do yeah but uh for games coming out right now i'm not like super excited for anything new coming out the games i was really excited for this year was hogwarts legacy yep. which i beat and that game was awesome and uh god of war ragnarok which yeah. is also uh phenomenal as well so those were the games that were like on my radar yeah uh I did get Diablo, and I have been playing Diablo. It's been pretty fun, too. Yeah. But yeah, the Hogwarts game, game is pretty good. I enjoyed that one so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Harry Potter nerd, so yeah. it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and and um, have you made it down to Florida to Universal for the Harry Potter experience? Uh, I have been to Disney World, but yeah. that was before Harry Potter was there. Yeah. But one day. It's pretty cool. They do, you know, they do yeah. it right down there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure my fiance would love that too. She's been wanting to go to Disney for a while. So. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, hey, you survived the pod. Thank you so much for doing this. But before you Thank go, you now, me. just how Jesse called you out, it's your turn. Who You got to call out somebody. I got to call out somebody. Hmm. I wonder, have you had Tulu on it? No, I haven't. I love that guy. All right. I mean, Tulu is probably the the one that comes off the top of my head. He's the homie okay. and also makes phenomenal content. And his stream is awesome. Excellent. All right, Tulu, yeah. you've been called out. Yeah. All right. Silo, thank you so much for doing this. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash sealablebag and YouTube, sealablebag. And Twitter is a stealable bag. There we go. There's a pattern here. Oh, wait. <laughs> awesome. All right, dude. Thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. Yeah, you too. Thanks.